I don't know. That's not a good idea because then we have to, have to clap. So we clap right sure. now? It's like that old ad. Three, two, one. <laughs> that didn't work didn't at work. all. Hey, I'm Matt Robeson. This is the Audio Engineering Hour, also known as Financial Life Planning. I'm with Mike Morton, who's... And look, we're not going to belabel. People don't belabel. come to this. Yeah. Belabel. I want to belabel, belabel this it. as every recording <laughs> platform has issues. Okay? Here we go again. Just to take you All inside. Right. We, have so, we have so many issues. Yep. But look, we're not going to bore people with that. What you want to bore people with is we're starting off the year. Congratulations. Happy Congratulations. New Year. Congratulations. Happy New Year. Wait, I don't want to bore the listeners at all, Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, what I meant was we want to entertain the listeners there by taking them inside. Look, everyone makes resolutions and there's all kinds of this. Start off your year. Forget all that stuff. Everyone else's advice is terrible. Our advice is great because what you want to do is you want to go through what are a few key things to really think about at the start of the year and you've got a helpful checklist that's on your website for this that's that's great that's look, so can look at how organized i am i have a whole checklist you can download to help you start off the new year correctly where's your website <laughs> where's my website mortonfa.com as in mortonfinancialadvice.com don't a lot of soccer teams have fa in their title are you also a soccer team no that would be awesome though if i was i hope to own a soccer team one day and or maybe just a partial owner (laughs) if you follow your checklist you might achieve that goal it's speaking of which all right so i think what i liked about the checklist is that it's obviously very helpful although checklists can also be stressful because they can be a reminder of oh damn here are all the things i'm supposed to be doing that i'm not doing so what we're going to do is we're going to take something that's already convenient which is the checklist on your website mortonfa.com that's good. i'm going to need more insight on what fa stands for <laughs> we're going to take the checklist that's already convenient we're going to make it even more convenient by just highlighting a few of the items that are really the most helpful most must do let's start off with we left off in a recent episode with this great idea you had in order to look forward, look backward first. <laughs> that That's helpful. And you have a nice way to make that concrete as a next step. So first of all, remind people, what did you mean by to look forward, look backward? So when we're creating goals for this year, often we just, we talked about that last time. So, hey, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to do this year. And often you skip what worked really well for me in the past, either last year or the last few years. What has worked really well for me? What do I want to double down on? What didn't work so well where I need to make a tweak? So we're doing that anyway. When you think about New Year's resolutions, you're probably implicitly doing that thinking backwards. But you and I wanted to make that explicit and say, look, take measure, take stock of what you have done in the past. What results did you get? Then what results are you looking for in the future? And will those same habits or goals help you to reach those results? So that's the idea here before we set it. The first section on the checklist is all about new goals, starting off the year with those kinds of things. And so we've talked about that already, looking backwards first in order to set yourself up for success, looking forward with your personal and family goals. So what really stood out to me in the first section, which is called personal issues, which boy, do I have a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, that might be a longer section for you, Matt. Yeah, personal (laughs) issues. That might even be a misleading title. What really stood out to me was the second item here, which you write as, have you identified new goals for this year or for the future? If so, assign a priority and time horizon and incorporate them into your overall plan. 
The reason that stood out is that I got a great piece of advice once that there are good productive goals in the world and then there are less well-formulated goals and well-formulated goals are achievable, measurable, and have a timeline associated with them. And that's what you're suggesting here, which is figure out what you can achieve. That's the look back to look forward and figure out how to measure them so that they are quantifiable, objective, if you've met them or not, and put a timeline on them. That way, you know when to assess. So I found that super productive. Is that, wait, are those like SMART goals? I don't What's know. What's that? S-M-A-R-T? Are you, never mind. I, 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 I <laughs> can't take achievable, timeline. realistic <laughs> timeline. Oh yeah, SMART. Uh, we're just not smart enough, Matt. That's the problem there. We don't need acronyms. <laughs> Okay, where we're going, we don't need acronyms. We like to spell it out here. I can't take another smart thing in my life. Everything that they made smart sucks. It just becomes more complicated, and everything has an instruction manual with it that I do not have time to read. I don't need a smart <laughs> refrigerator to tell me, hey, Matt, stop eating so much ice cream. It's I knew that already. Thanks, Frigidaire. <laughs> Frigidaire. Yeah, great. That's All right. you're you and my doctor. Okay, you can team need, up. It is true. We need less smart. We need less smart gadgets. <laughs> smart gadgets smart. are so bad. They're, it's Terrible. taking something that works just fine and turning it into a pain in the ass. It's like, Here's the other issue with these kind of smart stuff. How many things can go wrong in that smart fridge? I was thinking about my new car, new to me car, and all the stuff. There's cameras and sensors like everywhere, which is really cool. You're like, oh my gosh, it's sensing everything outside and it gives you this cool like video of what's going on outside. And then I'm just thinking how many things can now go wrong with this car? It's no longer just the engine and wheels. Now you got all this wiring and sensors and just more stuff to go wrong. It goes back to the episode we had before about the ongoing costs of ownership. That smart fridge, how many things are gonna go wrong with it? That video that shows you the inside of your fridge, <laughs> it's gonna go out and your kids are gonna be like, wait, the video's not working. We need to replace the whole fridge. Yeah, dude, you know who super knows how many things can go wrong and how much it costs to replace them? The manufacturers, because this is a money-making opportunity. The problem with the business model of many products is once you see sell it, you are no longer making money from it, which is why, for example, if you own a printer, you will find that most printer manufacturers now have a heavily incentivized, as in do this or we're going to really put it to you. We're going to really extract every last dollar from your wallet. They, most ha they mostly have ink replenishment plans. They have subscriptions. That's their way of making sure that you continue to pay them money. And you can't afford to just buy ink whenever you think so. No, you've got to sign up for a subscription plan. And this is the way it goes with most consumer products. If there's an opportunity for you to keep paying the money because something else is going to break, they're going to take it. I Do we sound like crotchety old? We are old man, shakes fisted cloud. This is terrible. All right. yeah, yeah. People are not here right. for this. But when they Back do, to the they do want smart goals. So what you're saying here is just great. You did the work. You look backward to look forward. Now just turn it into a smart goal. There you go. Make it smart. All right. What else is on the wow. checklist? We really blew a lot of time on something that we could have summarized in 10 seconds there. All right. That's great. So you get into a bunch of cash flow stuff. I want to punt on that for a second because I think it connects to... Something else, I just want to preview. We're going to do a show coming up about risk. We talked about risk before. You have some really helpful, smart ways to reframe the idea of risk in our minds. So this is just like a little bit of a tease for an upcoming show. But you have here under asset and debt issues, 
do you need to review your investment risk tolerance? Just give me a, a little hint. What do you mean by that? Why is that a good thing to do at the start of the year? Yeah, so often as you're obviously going through life, things change and risk has a time component to it in many ways. But this one is our own time component. So as I get older, maybe I'm in a different situation than I was a year ago. And maybe, Matt, if I didn't have this checklist, maybe I last revisited this five or 10 years. And so things might have really changed. It's good to think about, hey, as my risk time horizon, the timeline aspect of how risky I want my investments to be, has that changed? For instance, I'm going to retire in two years and I haven't thought about this for five years. Eh, that's a good time to like really think about it. Or maybe you got an inheritance and you're like, oh, it's just still sitting there in whatever asset allocation it was. So you revisit your own risk tolerance and then decide, hey, should I rebalance or should I do something with that? Visiting kind of where you are in life, what you expect to invest over one year, five year, 20 years, and make sure that your investments are aligned with those time horizons. That makes a lot of sense to me, especially the idea of things change in the world. That's the nature of the universe. And I like the idea. I have so many things that are on autopilot in my life. And it's so much easier that way. That way mm -hmm. I don't need to review the smart fridge and whether I'm eating enough ice cream or maybe too much, probably not enough. And since the world changes, a lot of the things that you that I, I punted on a moment ago in terms of cash flow issues that you raise on the checklist, I think if I took them up to 30,000 feet, they amount to, has something major changed in your life? Maybe if you just ask yourself that question, like, are there any major changes in my life? And have I thought through the waterfall of, hmm, maybe this flows its way down into my cash flow. Maybe this flows, oh, my spouse has a new job. Have we really gone through the new employee benefit booklet sufficiently? Have we done a comparative of we have been getting this perk from my employer? Maybe we should switch that to their employer. All kinds of little things like that. I'm telling you, I just it just doesn't even occur to me personally to do that push down. So e even just starting with a question of have I had a life event? Has something changed in my world? That That feels helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, super helpful. Those are the big things we got to look at. Is something changed? Is something new? But given, even given what I just mentioned, the passing of time is new. Like you're in a new situation, even if nothing big has changed in your life. But that being said, what's nice about this checklist is you don't have to just think, oh yeah, we did get like a new job or we did get an inheritance, which I do. This checklist kind of runs you through and hopefully most of the things are no. Do I need to do this? No. Do I need to do this? No. This didn't happen? No. But it just reminds you in each of the areas things to be aware of and things to think about that might apply to you. So you don't have to just take that global 30,000 foot view and be like, oh yeah, this one thing has changed. What should I do about that? The checklist will help you think through all those areas. And that's a great bridge to the next topic on the checklist, which is tax issues. Again, I feel like I've got a lot of those. Wait, no, hold on. IRS, if you're listening in, I don't have any tax issues. It's straightforward. Please don't audit me. One of the things that every tax preparer that I've ever worked with does is they give you their own little checklist. It's usually a questionnaire that I have to fill out. And I find that it's redundant. It feels repetitive. But what they're really doing, it occurs to me now that I look at your checklist, is they're sneakily finding different ways to ask you, have you really thought about how all the 30,000 foot changes in your life over the last year 
might have tax consequences in these little nooks and crannies of the tax code that you probably haven't thought of. And you <laughs> run through a lot of these yourself here. And it just struck me as, oh, what's really great about this section of your questionnaire is you've got to do all this probably for your tax preparer or yourself if you use like TurboTax or whatever. You've got to go through all this stuff anyway. It feels like you're suggesting you could also get some more mileage out of that by thinking about it, not from a tax standpoint, but from a financial planning standpoint. Is that, did I get the right flavor of that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. A lot of these, right, when we're preparing taxes, which is, let's see, we're early in the year, so probably people aren't thinking about it quite yet. They're going to start trickling in the end of this month. And it's funny you mentioned the packet from your accountant because I just received it in the mail and it's this massive envelope. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this stack of papers? <laughs> Do I have to read this? <laughs> so good news, this checklist is only two pages. It's very short. But in, when it comes to the tax issues, yeah, you're going to be doing this anyway. So it's good. Again, there's a handy checklist to just have ready. And, oh, yeah, I got to sit down and start gathering some documents. You can look through this at the same time and remind yourself any of these apply to you. So some of the things in the taxes, is, did you make taxable gifts, charitable gifts, gifts or charitable gifts could both have tax implications, IRA contributions, HSA contributions, capital gains, things like that are all <clears throat> need to be reported to your accountant and are things to be aware of for last year and for this year as well. There are a few things on this list that have that dual use that, again, I promise it's a time and money saver, even though it feels like, wait, Matt, Mike, are you guys giving me more freaking homework having to do with my taxes? And the answer is no, not really, because you have to do these things anyway. And this is another piece of like work training advice. It went with smart goals. It was the same workplace training I got, which is make sure that each piece of paper or in an electronic world, like each email, each task, crosses your desk only once. Don't cycle back and do it multiple times. It takes way more time and mental effort. And so like you've got stuff on here like, did you fail to make an IRA contribution for the prior tax year? But would you like to do so? You're gonna find out about your IRA contributions because that's gonna have tax implications. And then if you realize that in the course of doing this, we just covered this on a recent show, you have until tax day to make a contribution for last year. Hey, that's a huge deal. Like you you just covered that there's this whole like backdoor money laundering thing you can do that's totally legal and that can save you or make you 10,000 bucks. That's a huge that's a huge thing. Get it done once as you go through the taxes. Yeah, absolutely. IRA contributions, we talked about it so many times, but make sure you're taking advantage of your individual retirement accounts, your IRAs, Roth IRA, traditional IRA. Maybe you got to do a Roth conversion with that the backdoor idea, but making those contributions, you still have until tax time to do last year's contribution. Same with your HSA. That's another one that you get a little gimme here at the start of 2024. You can make a contribution to your health savings account for 2023, even though that year's already gone. So you definitely want to take a look at that. And I love the way you said that, Matt. Speaking of your own aphorisms, one job at a time, every job is success. Let this pass, pass your desk one time and take a look at it and do it all at once and make sure you're comprehensive and while you're in the mindset thinking about it. Hey, can I hat tip that aphorism because I would love for that to be Mark I leave on the world and have it attributed to me. Matt Robeson, yeah. noted aphorism gem cutter. No, you know where that came from? The actor Mike Myers, his father. His father, well, yeah. he told that story on Inside the Actor's Studio and he said, this is what my dad used to say to me. 
oh my gosh, that's, it's just, that one, my, I think I said this on a recent show, that one is one of my keepers. And the other one I heard recently that I really like is slow is smooth, smooth is fast. I love that. Whenever I have to get something done fast, the first step is I slow down. I slow down and I make fewer mistakes. Anyway, whatever. All right, let's talk. So that's tax issues. Just get a little bit more mileage out of that. There's a, a bunch. Oh, yeah. I also wanted to just mention on that, you talked about, yeah, one more, one more checklist, one more thing to do. But remember, as we've said multiple times, a lot of these will actually make you money. So your per hour cost, rebalancing your portfolio, are you still in the same risk tolerance? Maybe it's been, you let it go for a while, you need to revisit that. These All these things can make you money or save you money by putting in a couple hours effort of time. They're definitely worthwhile. The compounding on these kinds of things is unbelievable. So by putting in a little bit of time, you definitely will make or save yourself a lot of headaches down the road. Thousands of dollars. I recently spent, update for our listeners, I recently spent, boy, this is taking a big circle around full circle. About a year ago, maybe a little more, we did a show on the difference between mutual funds and ETFs. And this is actually one of the things that you call out on your tax issues checklist. And we talked about the fact that a couple of years ago, there was this one-time hit that people who had holdings in mutual funds got assessed with. And it was, for me, it was thousands of dollars. It was terrible. I got a communication that there was a class action lawsuit against my financial firm in the state in which I reside. And I had to go through absolute gauntlet of legal paperwork. I won't talk about boring people. I'll spare people the details. Just, it was gruesome. It was so much time. Probably took me five hours in total. But I recovered thousands of dollars as part of this class action lawsuit. I deposited the check the other day. My imputed hourly pay was over $1,000 an hour for the time I put in. It sucked while I was going through it, but man, is it worth it. And all the things on your list here, especially in the tax section, feel the same way. You can just, you can make a lot of money or... Think about it the other way. You can miss out on the opportunity. You can lose a lot of money by not doing these things. Good to do. Yeah, it's funny you brought up the target date funds again, Matt, because it is one of my favorite vehicles. We've talked about target date funds in the past, but I'll tease an upcoming episode that is you really don't want to be using them. Oh, damn it. Um, Don't tell me that. We're going to have words (laughs) when we're done recording. Words, I tell you. All right. I'm just going to briefly gloss over your section on insurance issues. Just it's... We did a show on insurance. Insurance is, it's boring as hell, but it's really important. It's, bo- it's so boring, Matt, and it's so important. So definitely, you could breeze over it in the episode here. We don't want to bore the listener. No one wants to hear about insurance, oh, but gosh. it's only a couple of questions. Make sure you just tick the boxes. Oh yeah, I thought about these things and none of them are necessary. No changes are necessary because insurance is one of those things that it rarely happens. It's super boring. It's super a lot of paperwork and it's not going to happen to me because it doesn't hardly happen to anybody. Yeah. Congratulations. Except if it, if you are the person that it happens to, and then it's catastrophic. And so just be careful to make sure that you're covered. The very top thing in your list here is, do you expect any changes with regard to your health or medical treatments? And of course, frequently in life, when you have high cost health or medical treatments, they're unexpected, but not always. 
Not always. You can anticipate things like surgeries or treatments, things that are coming up this year. And you may, if they're not associated with life events, I'm air quoting here, they're not associated with life events, you may not have the right coverage for what you need to get done. And that difference, again, talk about saving yourself or costing yourself thousands of dollars. You put in 15 or 20 minutes, review that horrible legalese that goes with your health insurance coverage and say, huh, if I switch, it would help me. That pays off on an hourly basis so much. Anyway, all right, that's insurance. Legal issues. Whew, that's that's a big one. I'm going to go dealer's choice here. I have a favorite one on this list. You've got like seven of these. But what what which one stands out to you? Not a, you go. You said did you have a favorite? Uh, I have a one? favorite, which is it, it takes us back to the top of the show. Have any new laws gone into effect that might impact your financial plan? This is the kind of thing that it just feels so sneaky to me because we let the news glaze over us. Even people like me who spent a decade working in Congress. You remember that show we did where you're like, they passed a tax law. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is in this tax law? So let me tell you, just knowing that this is something that you need to be aware of, that's one of those changes in the world that could affect you. And you highlighted that there are some things that people should be aware of. Yeah, you definitely want to take that into consideration. The thing that we talked about a few of them before, obviously some of the numbers change each year with inflation. So like the amount you can contribute to your IRA or your 401k, that might change each year. Do a quick Google search on that. Make sure you update your HR to get, here we are at the start of the year. Here's a good tip. Contact HR to make sure your 401k contributions are the right percentage throughout the year. So you're maximizing that 401k, which did go up by 500 bucks here in 2024. So that's not a necessarily new law change, but it's a new change for this year. One thing I will mention is that we have the Tax Job Cuts Act. Anyway, it's sunsetting in 2025. So another two years, okay? But one thing you're gonna start hearing a lot about is the lifetime gifting is getting cut in half. It's nor- it's right now 12 million that you can leave to somebody with no taxes whatsoever. <clears throat> that's going to get cut down to 6 million. And that's that sounds may sound like really massive numbers, but a lot a lot of people are going to be reaching those either in the near future or in their lifetime. And so you definitely want to think about that for you, your parents, maybe friends in that situation where Right now, you can gift a lot, and that's going to get cut in half. So that's a pretty big change if that law actually sunsets, along with tax bracket changes and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that change. This is a really good one to have on the checklist because they change every year. <laughs> you never sure. Did it change? What's changed? What's coming down the pike? What do I need to think about now because it's going to change in a year or two? And so you want to be just generally aware of these. And there's good articles and stuff that make give you some Oh, here's the six or seven things to think about. And you can mostly gloss over them. Okay, yeah, it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply. But then if you find one that does, all of a sudden it's, whoa, that, that can make a really big difference to you. And we're not just talking taxes. And I think that's one of the points that you raise here in this questionnaire is that we are used to our tax preparers bringing to us, hey, there's a new change in tax law and you could write off this. Now the limits of whatever it is, but it that's necessary, that's helpful, but it's not sufficient 
in this case because there are legal changes that affect your financial plan and your investing, changes in HSAs and changes in, in gifts and stuff like that. It's not all just taxes. And there's also, look, yeah. I mean, to be clear, there's, there's uncertainty about things like this because Congress can come in and extend things. That's one of the major functions yeah. of what they do. You don't know, so this is where it's just useful to pick out. You don't have to get everything 100%, but picking out if there are major new laws, maybe talking to a financial planner, anticipating a little bit. It's just one of those well-paying propositions. Let's make thousands of dollars if you make some smart choices there. All right. Yeah, and here's the last thing I'll say on that because you brought it up briefly that this is tax time and often your accountant will let you know, oh, here's some changes. But honestly, that's not what I find. Mostly accountants and when you're doing taxes, they're like, hand me the forms yeah. and we fill them out for you. So like you have to do all the work, you get all download all the forms and from everything you have your W-2 and your capital gains and statements from your brokerage and stuff and you hand it all over. And then what they do is they literally fill out the forms for you and they're like, okay, great. You're getting a thousand dollar refund or you owe 1500 bucks, but they're not telling you like what to do this year. What should you do going forward? Right. So don't get caught in, oh yeah, I got to do my taxes anyway. This will come up. No, it won't come up. Download the checklist, check it out for yourself and make sure that you're on top of all of these things. Again, it can be really fast, 30 minute exercise just to run through it and see if anything comes up for you that you need to dig into a little further. And what I would also just pile on top of that is you may not work with Mike. Not everyone can. You may not work with Mike. You may not work with a financial planner. All right, here's an easy hack. Schedule time with your spouse or with someone where you just literally sit down and do this. Put it on your schedule. Put it on your calendar. That which gets scheduled gets done. This is one where the to-do list isn't quite sufficient. And then I would just focus on that first one. Just focus on that first one about your goals. You've done the look back. Now turn it into smart goals, realistic time frame associated with it and measurable. And then you can pick and choose from the checklist. Just run down it, see which here jump out to you as, ooh, that's one that I really don't want to miss out on because there's a big payback to it. Perfect. Love it. Perfect. All right. <laughs> We're out of here. I'm going to go have my fridge tell me that I'm a slob. That'll be- uh, That it's time for ice cream. It's time for, it's always time for ice <laughs> cream. All right. For Mike Morton, I'm Matt Robeson. We will see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or mortonfinancialadvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.